Hello, everyone. This week, we're entering into the Advent season, and for many, it's, it's the most sacred time of year. The carols we sing, the scriptures that we read, the flow of images and poetry and stories, they all invite us to pause, to reflect, to let wonder and gratitude rise up once again in our hearts. We remember the, the symbols of the season, the stable, the manger, the shepherds and angels, but I want us to take a, a bigger view how these elements are all part of God's magnificent plan for his entire creation. At the nativity, the eternal one enters our time-space world. The creator becomes part of his creation. The wonderful counselor, mighty God, clothes himself in the smallness and vulnerability of an infant. In doing this, he made all life sacred. So today I want to take some time and, and look at the incarnation to appreciate the, the vastness of what took place that night in Bethlehem. We've got to look from a higher and a longer perspective. You know, for about 400 years before the birth of Christ, the scholars and the priests, through their much study, were convinced, were confident they knew how and where Messiah would come. But ironically, because of this confidence, they failed to recognize when Jesus Christ actually did come. I think there's a lesson here for us. We have to be cautious. There's, there's a danger of our certainties blinding us. In our day, many are confident about what Jesus thinks about a variety of issues. Others are, are certain about how history must line up for him to be able to come again. You know, perhaps very little has changed in 2,000 years. In spite of religion's certainties, it was in that hidden cave, that feeding trough, that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. There came a specific moment in time when Christ, the Creator of all, entered His creation and became a part of it. All considerations of Christ's humanity must begin with his virgin birth, for this is where the word became flesh. So on that night, a new reality has broken in, and for all of time, nothing will be the same. I came across this wonderful quote from a, a 13th century saint, John of Cressy. He said this, Wonder, God is come among humanity. He who cannot be contained is contained in a womb. The timeless enters time and the great mystery. For God emptied himself. He takes on flesh and is fashioned as a creature when the angel tells the pure virgin of her conception. Rejoice, you who are full of grace. The Lord has great the Lord who has great mercy is with you. You know, from all eternity, the triune God chose to create the universe and then to enter 
what he created. Why did he do this? It was because of his great love. The universe was created so that God would have another way to be love and to express who he is, unending, unwavering love. God's infinite love is the heartbeat of the incarnation. When God entered the world that night, it shouted to us that he never has, nor will he ever give up on us. Can we hear this today? Love is God's full identity and his full motivation always. When Christ, the second person of the Trinity, becomes part of his creation, he fully identifies with and embraces our human condition with all its brokenness and pain. You know, one of the favorite carols, we sing the line, No crying he made. This is a nice line, but it's not true. Because Christ never distanced himself from all that we experience. So why did he come to earth in this way? Was it to complete some sort of cosmic legal transaction with the Father? Or was it to tell us what a mess we've made? No, Christ came for one reason, to reveal to us the unlimited, unconditional, never-ending love he has for us. St. Isaac wrote this, The incarnation is identified as the moment when the love of God for human beings reveals itself to the highest degree, and when human beings are called in turn to respond to that love of God with their own love for God. God's infinite love is the heartbeat of the incarnation. It, it, it underlies everything. It's the relentless love of God. He has never left us. He has never given up on us, and he never will. Now, another key part of what took place that night is, is what's called hypostatic union. As we take time to contemplate, to gaze upon that sacred stable, we begin to see with greater depth the mystery that Jesus Christ is fully human and fully God. And that is the miraculous union. It's not just a spiritual union. It's a physical union of two natures so as to make one person. You know, it took almost 300 years for the church to find words, to find expression for this mystery of the two natures of Jesus. This was expressed in two of the early creeds. In the Nicene Creed, it says, For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, he became incarnate. How? By the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made human. The Apostles' Creed, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. As, as we'll see next week, Jesus became incarnate only because of Mary's willingness. This is perhaps the greatest moment of trust and obedience to the will of God in all of history. Something else that this nativity speaks to me, by becoming human, God declared that all life is sacred. 
In one sense, he was recapitulating, restating what he had begun in the garden. We often hear that God created out of nothing, but this isn't strictly true. Yes, he did not form anything out of pre-existing matter, but he did create humanity out of something, and that something is his essence. The creation was never separate from the Creator. It was an expression of who He is. So by coming to us as a child, God was underlining the sacredness that is in all, all of life. Now, if all of life is sacred, then Jesus' teaching goes deeper. When He says, love your enemies, do good to those who harm you, sacred in all human life. And when he says, consider the lilies and the sparrows and the wheat and the soil, these are all images he used to draw our attention, to remind us of the sacredness of all of life. The child in the feeding trough shouts to me today and causes me to choose. Today, will I follow and embrace his way. So the nativity stands at the center of the mystery of Christ, a mystery that is shrouded in the ordinary. To see God in a cave, lying in a feeding trough, is to begin to see him everywhere. To begin to recognize the deep truth that sacred space is everywhere if we will just learn to look for it and respond to it. The nativity is the place where heaven and earth overlap, where God and man become one, uniting us with him forever. In the nativity, we see the depth of God's involvement with us. He has always been, as he said to Moses, the Lord, the Lord, full of mercy. But in the nativity... In the incarnation, now he moves beyond this mercy to full participation with his creation. The nativity speaks deeply to us about the sacredness of life, about our unity with God, and that he fully participates with us in everything. God bless you.